Warning, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based on psychic impressions and true life events that may be potentially frightening and or disturbing to some viewers. Any of the information that is shared in this production should not replace the advice of medical professionals and is intended for general purposes only. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. My name is Chastity, a.k.a. The Luminary Luna Beams. And I'm Emily, the Fine Art Medium. And we're two mediums that specialize in the paranormal. Our purpose is to shed light on what goes bump in the night. That's why we call this podcast Lights of Midnight. Lamp. Ding. Ding dong, ding dong. So guys, today we've got something very interesting to bring to you. We are going to be discussing what is lurking around the haunted Hinsdale house in New York. Yeah. Yeah, and if you may remember from last season, we are part of their affiliate program with their merch that helps support the Hensdale House and the restoration efforts. Um, so we decided that it would be a really cool uh, chill episode to kind of channel in details about the Hensdale House. So I know quite a bit about the Hensdale house in terms of like the history. I don't know it like the back of my hand, but I have a general understanding and I've watched videos and things before of the Hensdale house. But Emily, on the other hand, she was not aware of the Hensdale house until we became an affiliate with them. Yep. So, you know, I purposely didn't want to look into the history because I suspected we were going to cover it. And I like to not know anything about a place or an event or a case or whatever because I don't want it to impact my channel. And I like to know for a fact that what I got was from spirit and not from my brain's memory. Yes, and for the last 20 years of my life, I have watched everything paranormal I possibly could get my hands on. So it's almost impossible unless it's a like not a popular location and like paranormal teams and anything to do with spooky stuff. I pretty much know about it at the very least. And this just happens to be one of the places that I do know a little bit about. So with the channeling, um, Emily's going in blind and I am going to highlight certain events that have taken place because we're going to go into a little bit of the history right after we do this week's experiences before we get into the channeling part. And we're going to just talk about some of the history and some of the events and basically how or what is uh, causing some of it. So I'll be channeling right along with Emily, but I'll also be a point like a, a point of validation for Emily as well. So we figured that would be the best way to go about it because even though like there is, you know, reports of this, that, and the other in the house, I think that I'll be able to go in and get some information of exactly what is causing it. So for example, a little later on, something that Emily already knows about is the house had an exorcism and I want to talk about why it didn't work mm -hmm. uh, for example just as an example so and then emily's going to go in and talk about what she sees and what she thinks the problem and i think it's going to be a really neat episode so guys that's kind of what you got to look forward to in uh coming up and i guess we're going to go ahead and jump into this week's experiences so emily what do you got 
Oh boy, oh boy. So you know how usually when I go into my weekly experiences, most of the time it starts with me saying how I was walking ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is another one of those. (laughs) Okay, so I'm on my way back home walking ghost after he goes potty. And as I'm walking past the big, big tree... I see something to my left out of the corner of my eyes move. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? And this freaking lady on all fours jumps out and scares the bejesus out of me. Sweet baby Jesus. Oh my God. Okay. I don't typically scream like when I'm scared. (laughs) I'm not that kind of person. However, there was a slight shrill of a, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) and oh my god and she looks up at me and i'm like what are you doing you scared me she's like i'm looking for my cat it escaped (laughs) and i'm like you do know that it's the middle of the night there are no you're on all fours bitch skittering towards me (laughs) it's coming out of a freaking bush And, you know, there are no lights on my street. No lights whatsoever. (laughs) That makes it even more terrifying. Uh Uh-huh. And honestly, so I saw saw her out of the corner of my eye, but Ghost, of course, reacted first. And he froze. He planted his feet. He was like, oh, hell no, too. And I'm like, you're supposed to protect me. What is this? (laughs) And she's like, yeah, I'm looking for my cat. And I, it's in the bush and I can't get it. And I'm just walking with Ghost, and I'm like, good luck, because I ain't getting involved. <laughs> like, and I have a sneaking suspicion there was no cat in that bush. I don't think I don't think there was a cat in the bush, because on the way <laughs> towards his poop spot, we have to walk past that spot. And if there was a cat in the bush, he would have known immediately. There was no cat. Right. There was no cat in the bush. No, that lady just made something up on the fly. Like, I just get this image of a lady and like, and I'm, this is probably not right. This is not intuitive at all. This is just the image I get. A lady in like somewhat of a, not quite a flannel, but like a striped house coat with her slippers and some hair rollers in her hair, climbing out the bush with leaves stuck in it. And probably, yeah, there was probably drugs involved. Um <laughs> I don't know. I can't Maybe. I can't confirm nor deny because there are no street lights, so I couldn't see but a shadowy silhouette of a person. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Yeah, that's a that's a interesting experience. Um <laughs> I mean, is it paranormal? It, um, no, but who knows what yeah. is going on in her head. <laughs> normally it's like oh there's this dark shadow following me down the street there's some craziness no this time it's just the crazy cat lady Mm -hmm. that's you know looking for a cat in the middle of the night everything's fine it's fine (laughs) (sighs) okay well do you have anything else you want to share for this week um well when i was doing the twin paranormal video um the dylan rounds name came up and my rem pod triggered when you know i said it and was like oh his name popped up and I don't know why and then yeah the REM pod went off and I have it on video so y'all can watch that video if you want but that happened too yeah it was crazy Mm -hmm. it's cool because Dylan has a lot of energy 
And I think when you go in and channel him, because um, I can't say much. I know we've talked about it on here, but it's been a long time. I've talked briefly about it, and Emily does not remember any of it. Nope. Bless your heart. Your memory is fucked. Yeah, so... Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. I'm excited to see if what you get is similar mm -hmm. to what uh, me and Rochelle have picked up. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so this week, really short and sweet. Um, besides the case with Andrea, it is progressing. Um, and this is just an update from last week's or the you know our last episode. Uh, the case is progressing. She's still having some issues with her body, but we have directed her to go see a Reiki healer because um, we do clearings of like places more so than bodies. So things paranormal wise, I haven't uh, heard her and I've asked her talk about paranormal stuff and she's saying mostly it has to do with her body, but the thing is off of her back. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of progress being made. Um, we wish it could go a little faster, but with things like this that's lasted for years and years and years, it takes time. So um, that's one thing I want to say to folks that may be experiencing paranormal activity or anything like that. Like when you go to undo a lot of things that's been happening, the longer that it's been happening, the more layers that are built up, the more time it takes for things to start to really change you cannot change things overnight mm -hmm. and I think it's important to even touch that it's not just spirit it's your mind's body and spirit so you're tackling three separate things simultaneously and that shit takes time yeah and you know when you deal with that you know we work a little bit with the mind like we we are not doctors we are not psychologists we are not therapists but we deal in all three of those realms, but it's something, our specialty is paranormal work. Mm -hmm. And that is where, you know, our, our specialty lies. And that's what we go in and try to take care of. And the rest of the stuff has to be taken care of by the client. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, you know, sometimes you would you want it to work sometimes it works out perfectly but when you have somebody that's so open to energy in general you know it takes time for that even you know all of it to go away but sometimes though I have done clearings where the person's not generally uh open to spirits and they may have something in their house and things have been a-okay or some people people that truly understand like what's going on and don't have a lot going on. Those are super easy cases, but Andrea's case is not an easy one. And we are still working with her. She is doing okay. So I did just want to give that bit of an update, um, but we still got several things we've got to work out. I also wanted to add that. So I do have an, I do have an, uh, a degree in the social deviance and a minor in psychology, but because I don't have a master's, I am not allowed to practice it, but I can give advice to clients. But I generally like to tell them like, so this is my opinion. However, it's always best to, you know, check with a physician and don't take everything I say as fact. But this is my opinion and just cross reference it with your doctor's to make right. sure this is like the best case for you, like the best um, solution. Right. 
because this is one of the most physical cases I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Well, personally, I feel like it's very mental and physical. Right. And in terms of like the, the stuff on the body, the yeah. things happening to her body for me. Yes. It's all, all three. So, and we're rooting for her. So please continue to send her, you know, positive thoughts and prayers. It's greatly appreciated. Even just the, a positive thought is, you know, a, a form of a prayer or the intention. So we appreciate y'all support and checking out that video um, or the audio, however you are listening. And uh, let's see. Oh, my this week's experience, super short and sweet. Uh, very interesting though. So uh, fiance's not here. Kids are laying down. I'm in the bed. And I'm just watching a show that is uh, quite interesting. It's very blasphemous. Mm. Um, it's not something I normally normally would watch, but somehow I've got into it. It's very odd. It's called Preacher on AMC. And I've been sitting here watching. It's not super scary either. You would think that it's kind of like, um, I thought it was going to be something like Ash versus Evil Dead almost, Ooh. but like watered down. It's not even quite that. But anyways, I'm sitting here watching Preacher and... My kids are asleep, but I hear like a thud in their room. And sometimes like my son will kick the dresser or whatever. And, um, but I swear I heard them come out. I felt like, you know, that energy where you, it's kind of, how can I explain this? Like when you're in a room and you feel like somebody's entered the room, even though you can't see them. Yeah. I'm sure you felt that. Oh that, yeah. You know, and That's it like. Yeah, it just changes. Mm-hmm. Also had like a, a brief uh, frequency change, like the air changed and everything. And out of the corner of my eye, because I can see my door out of the corner of my eye, if I like, you know, pay attention, I saw what I thought was my son's head peek into the room and then peek out. And I'm like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And nobody answered me, nor did I hear no more footsteps. And it was just, it was dark. Like, and you know, the thing is, is the, there was a, the door was open. There was a light on, um, in the bathroom, which is across from my room and next to his room. So, you know, I'm like, what's, what's going on here? And then I realized very quickly that there was nobody there. Wait, is the closet that has the activity in his room? Uh, yes. I see it coming out of that closet. Yes, and it is creepy, creepy deepy, and that's the one thing is, like, I immediately saged, like, I didn't do, I did just the area, the back of the house, which I know we advise against, but I do um, uh, small sagings, Mm -hmm. like, I don't recommend everybody to do that, because, again, when me and Emily share information, we share it in general terms, right, Mm -hmm. so for me, I did um that room my room and the bathroom in the hallway I'm gonna send you I'm gonna so since Monday's a holiday I'm gonna send you I'm gonna start making those incense and I'm gonna send you my special blend and I want you to use it at that closet and see if it helps I definitely will because the something keeps coming back and you know the interesting thing is years ago when I first started out on this journey and I received a particular book in the mail that gave us forewarning that if you read this book, you may start experiencing paranormal activity, which in turn to the reader can put that in their mind and cause paranormal activity. Um, That actually happened in that closet. And Mm -hmm. I can see them coming up 
from the basement. I think the activity, because I don't go down in the basement anymore. And uh, I think the activity is coming from the basement area and it's coming up through the floor. Uh Because I don't, that closet um, where we're rearranging some stuff and I have stuff packed. They don't even use the closet. Closet's packed. So that's storage. So we have to like move stuff um, that's in front of it to get there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's is something else but yeah i'd be happy to do that and i'll let you know how it goes and let everybody know how knows how it goes because you know sometimes it's helpful even if you do this type of work like me and emily help each other out with our houses all the time Mm -hmm. because sometimes it takes somebody else from an outside perspective to see what's going on do is there always activity here no is there activity here when certain people are here yes Mm -hmm. and that does not surprise me because i'm highly intuitive um my fiance is intuitive. He sees things too. And my ex-husband, even though my ex-husband still doesn't think I'm a medium. <laughs> and he was the one that, uh, that went through all that paranormal activity with me and the haunting and stuff. Like since it's been so long, he's just kind of like said, no. Nah. And I mean, there's just so much I've said on this podcast about my relationship with him and the things we experienced and all that kind of stuff. And he, and he even knew that I was like in tune with stuff. He knew I had prophetic dreams and all that kind of stuff. He still does not believe that I am a psychic medium. (laughs) Oh God. And that's why when you move into your spiritual journey and people that all the people from my past, even all the people from my past, like I don't really have any friends left except one And the people that I was super close to, they all fell away, including my relationship, because, you know, I was thinking about that sidetrack note, but it's interesting. I think uh, maybe for the listener too, when you go through your spiritual awakening, the people that are not going to stand by you and accept you for who you're going to be and your life's purpose, they will 100% fall away. Yep. I agree. I've had that happen to me. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was a perfect prime example. I know it was a little bit of a side note, but... This shouldn't be too long of an episode, so I figure we got a little bit of talk time. And I will say that before we get into the history or whatnot for the Hensdale House, I will say as a closing statement, unless Emily has anything else to add, is that um, the audio, so the podcast, the like the original podcast version of this episode and the YouTube video will be different, not substantially different, but you may want to go on YouTube and uh, check out the video part because we are going to be reacting to Omar Gosh's um, Hensdale House video, which is approximately 27 minutes long. But I have the task of going in and cutting that video down and for Emily so me and her both can watch it and react to it on YouTube. Okay. So you will not get the video part here, um, but we will be talking about the highlights of what's in the house and the channeling that Emily did and the channeling that I did. So that's what you get to look forward to on YouTube. And if you have not... Um, went to our YouTube page. Yes, a lot of the content is the same, but we do plan on doing different content and maybe on a weekly basis. So we're trying to get to that point. So guys, we're trying to get uh, to a thousand subscribers and our watch hours are going up like significantly. So we may be able to be monetized this year, guys. So please go over and show us some love and support on YouTube. We would greatly appreciate it. Oh, shizzle my nizzle bizzle. (laughs) Off the hizzle. 
All right, guys. Well, I guess we're going to go ahead and just hang tight and we're going to insert a brief history about the Hensdale House. The Hensdale House, located in Hensdale, New York, has gained a reputation as one of the most haunted locations in the state. Its history is cloaked in eerie tales and reported paranormal activity. The house was originally built in the 1850s and was home to various families throughout the years. However, it gained notoriety in the 1970s when the Dandy family, consisting of Joe and his wife Florence, along with their children, moved in. It was during their occupation that they allegedly experienced a series of terrifying events including poltergeist activity, unexplained sounds, and visual apparitions. The Dandies claimed to have witnessed objects moving on their own, shadowy figures, and even physical assaults by the unseen entities. These experiences led them to seek help from paranormal investigators and clergy members who attempted to rid the house of its supposed malevolent spirits. These events were further explored when they were documented in the book Echoes of a Haunting by Claire Miller, the dandy's daughter. The book detailed the family's encounters with the supernatural and brought attention to the Hensdale House as a site of potential paranormal phenomenon. In later years, the house changed hands multiple times, with various owners and investigators reporting continued paranormal encounters within its walls. As a result, it has become a subject of interest for ghost hunters, paranormal enthusiasts, and thrill-seekers alike. The Hensdale House reputation as a haunted hotspot has only continued to grow to its appearances on paranormal investigation shows and its notoriety within the supernatural community. Today, it's often the focus of ghost tours, investigations, and events catering to those intrigued by the unexplained. The Hensdale House remains a place where believers and skeptics alike are drawn to explore its reported paranormal activity to unravel the mysteries that shroud its history still to this day. All right, guys, so now that we got the history out of the way, we're going to go ahead and let Emily talk about what she channeled in prior, before we did the recording, which we did prior to this, the video that's on YouTube, it is different, and we did a reaction again to the Omar Gosh um, trip to the Haunted Hensdale House, so we shared our channelings in there, but we're going to do that uh, here again, we're going to go ahead and share the channelings, and then we're going to talk about some things and kind of do kind of like a after show of the video recording. So Emily, would you like to go ahead and share your part of the channeling? And again, I know about the house. Emily did not. She does now, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So when I did my channeling, I knew nothing of the house, but obviously since we did the video, now I know about the house. But anyway, channeling, here we go. So the first thing I got was moonlight but it was spoken to me in um clear audience i then started getting a sharp pain to the back of the head i started to see swirling and moving thick purpley black energy that reminds me of miasma from like inuyasha if you've ever seen that anime but essentially miasma in the show is thick dark black purpley uh energy and typically brings about, like, death, decay, illness. It's really toxic. But so I was seeing that and they were using that as a reference of to describe the type of energy within that space. And even, like, the property itself. I heard the word water and that was said extremely loud. Like, 
it was yelled into my ear. So I was like, okay. And because I didn't see it, it tells me that the water is very significant. Because typically, like, when I do channeling for anything and they'll show me a location and what's there, usually they'll just give me an idea of what's there. And it's not super important. But the fact that it was said and then it was said loudly tells me water holds an important significance of the Hinsdale house and the things that are going on there, or at least is a part of why things are going on. Um, I did see a humanoid shadow, which was very elusive. And then I actually saw that same shadow again when we were watching that video and reacting to it. I then got pain in my bladder. Then I heard the word attack. And my guides were telling me that um, the energy in that space, but also the entities, cause pain and illness in the body, not just to humans, but to animals. Then I heard, like in a phrase, it was, why is me and my best friend? And it's like, it got fainter and fainter, so I couldn't hear the rest of the question. So the way that it said, like, why is me and my best friend tells me that it's someone that is probably younger and maybe even less educated, but that's just like a, I don't know, a clue to the age more so. And then I heard the name Sylvia. I did see an image of an old wooden ornate chair. I heard the phrase, your life will be retired um, as I was channeling, it was making me really freaking sleepy to the point where I usually channel with my blindfold, but I had to take it off because it was actually making it worse. And then I was seeing a larger man and not only height, but weight kind of gave like, I don't know, six foot and maybe like 250 to 300 pounds. Like he was massive, but wasn't like, you know chunky or anything it was just he was big and he was sitting also on an ornate chair like it was his throne and he was wearing fancier clothes white fancy gloves and has this rich condescending vibe to him and then I hear the phrase oh he's the fairy tale which I don't know what the heck that meant but whatevs I then was feeling um cold on my right upper arm like something was touching me and it just made my overall body cold and again I'm talking about it and now the room's really cold again and that happened when we were recording the video so now that tells me it's paranormal yeah yeah um I then see this swirling energy that is also like that same black and purpley color but it's swirling more in a circular way so that, to me that's a portal and I do see, like, there is a portal in that one room with the chessboard. It's, like, the living room or whatever. I hear the phrase, your debt. And then I see this spirit or entity that is pure white in skin tone, but also what it's wearing. It's got long, straight, grayish hair. Eyes were dark, almost black. Clothes were, again, that whitish. It was like an off-white. It wasn't like a perfect white. It was like white, but not like a pure white. And this thing was not good. I could tell it's not good. And I didn't like it. Um, I also heard the phrase, 
sounds of someone walking around late at night. So someone's saying that to me. And I'm getting the feeling that something claimed the domain of this house, like the territory of its overall space. It's like a foreign invader took control of the space and is like, this place is now mine. Ha ha ha. And then to go along with that, it's kind of similar to how settlers or colonizers would chase out anything and everything in the area, especially like if there were people already there, like natives. It's like they chase them out, they put their flag down, and they claim their land, and they're like, this is our land, a little bit, this is our land now, so get over it kind of thing. And the guy sitting in the chair was part of that. Like, I feel like he was part of the settlers way back when they were first settling that area in New York. And typically when you have settlers, you always have somebody who's in charge and, like, gives orders and things. Very, like, noble or king-like. Um, there's also... I was picking up very vindictive and retaliating. But I also feel like there's multiple things that are like that. And there are other spirits and entities that work under him to help keep him um, from... Well, okay. So there's other spirits and entities that work under him that help him fulfill his goals and oppression. And um, there's like a ranking system or hierarchy to those that help him. And again, I feel like it's part of the land. And I feel like he came as a part of the settlers. But as far as my channeling, that's what I got. But I wanted to say like when I heard the word water, I did see like um, a woman running towards it. Like maybe her son or whatever. I don't know. It, I just saw a woman running there, like, freaking out when I heard water. So, like, yeah, like, there was a tragic accident. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, and we found that many parts of Emily's channeling can make sense about what has happened in the house. And, you know, I'm my part of the channeling, I channeled off of what people already thought was there to see what I could get. So, what we're going to do now is we're just going to kind of talk about the Dandy family and thoughts about our intuitive impressions about when they lived there back in the 1970s and kind of what they were going through. And I'll just kind of intertwine my channelings in with the uh, stories that go along with the Haunted Hensdale house. And to paint you guys a picture, this is like an old uh, two-story farmhouse. It's kind of in the shape of a L in a way, maybe. It, it's kind of hard to tell because we never get but one picture, but part of it's two story, part of it's like a one story house and it's sitting up on top of a hill. There's a pond outside. Everything's green. It's surrounded by trees. And I mean, there's a, there's a little distance between some parts of the tree line, but there's some parts of the tree line that's close. There's also a building that sits outside. Um, and they say that it's on top of a mountain in upper state New York to kind of give you guys a visual. Um, the Dandy family, when they lived there, there wasn't as many trees in some of the pictures that I have seen from the past. It's almost like some, some of it had already been harvested, actually. And I forgot to mention that in the video. Um, 
But yeah, so basically the Dandy family, they lived there in the 1970s and they reported all kinds of paranormal activity and things that happened. And one of the daughters particularly named Beth, she was the one that kind of suffered a lot of the paranormal activity. There is a book that was written about this um, house and I will definitely try to insert something in the comments where if anybody's interested, you can actually check out that book. Um, but the daughter Beth was the one that used to see a spirit, one particular spirit called the lady in white. And it says that she was haunted by her. Um, and it's interesting that Emily said about a white being, because, um, that's definitely one of the things. And matter of fact, here's a little extra snidbit. I was talking to Veronique, our, um, friend Veronique that was in our last season she said that she had a random vision of a girl with a white bandana around her eyes come in she said it was really weird and she asked it to leave because I told her I was getting ready to record with you and she actually had a vision of that come in just randomly out of nowhere hmm. so yeah I found that to be fairly interesting and the vibe that I get for and Emily you definitely can add to this but the vibe that I got for the lady in white that messed with the dandy family it's a woman um she lived on the land but not in the house I feel like she did lose a child child and this pain in her life um ended up fracturing her soul and it's left like a piece of her there and I feel like she took a liking to the daughter Beth and the family because first and foremost, Beth was receptive to this energy because the energy is definitely predominant there. And Emily was saying like she felt um, there definitely could be ley lines, which we hope to. I'm going while Emily's talking next time. I'm going to look that up and see if I can find any ley line information about that while we're um, doing the podcast. So that'll be coming to you live. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but um. I do see a woman there and she is roaming. She roams. She's, I call her the wandering woman. Cause she's just like Amos, aimlessly just rolling around the hills and valleys through the trees. And she's looking into the house. Do I feel like she comes in the house? I think there might be another feminine energy in the house, but it's not quite like it's more of a residual energy than it is an actual haunting. But the lady in white, I think does stay, more so outside most of the time. I do not think she comes in because I don't think this house was there when she was. And if it was there, it was newer. Um, but that's kind of how I feel about the lady in white. Now, the Dandy family did have an exorcism on the home, which we're going to get into a little bit later. Uh, we just want to kind of save that towards the end and give you guys our thoughts because we're going to talk about ways that that house could be cleared if they wanted it to be. Like if uh, we think that the land could be cleared and stuff. but. Um, yeah, I mean, it was enough for the young girl to write a book when she's older now. I think she's still living, too, um, to write a book about exactly what happened. And I'd be interested in checking it out to get more details mm -hmm. about the hauntings and stuff. Um, but, yeah, do you want to add anything about the lady in white or the dandy family? Well, yeah, I feel like the lady in white was, I think, because that girl was receptive and I feel like she also had some abilities that the reason why it seemed like she was in the house was because she could see her and that thing was attracted to her because of her right. abilities and because a she was a child so it's like when you put this plus this plus this she equal that <laughs> but exactly but I yeah I don't because when I see her 
I see her just wandering, just floating. And I yes. don't feel much emotion. It's like there was a sw like a slight peak of emotion with the girl. But now that the girl's not there, it's like now she's just going back. It's kind of like the energy. She was attracted to her because, again, she reminded her of yeah. her child. And that kind of drew her there. But then now that she's not there, it's like that magnetism is like not there. And right. the energy is not as dense as the male earthbound spirit that I was seeing that looks like Filch from Harry Potter. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, this kind of moves into the part about, it's really a two-parter. It's about what's in the house and the land and the entities that haunt the home. So how about let's talk about the, the more of the entities that we saw within the house. Uh, would that mm -hmm. be okay? Yeah. Okay, so we'll go ahead and do that next. I mean, you know, Emily saw that man. I saw another man that uh, he wasn't as put together. He He's not sitting on like a chair and stuff, but he, he's an angry man. So matter of fact, let me actually well, just my, read it. The man that I, well, I saw two different men. Oh, yeah, I, I saw one person. I know, um, I don't know if it's the same person. I don't know. I can't remember, honestly. But I'm just going to read kind of what I feel and all the names that I got. Um, I got an angry man who's violent in life. He's white with the black hair that's kind of like he's balding on top, completely bald. And it's like a shiny bald head, but he's got the longer hair, how they keep it on the sides. And it's like black, basically, or maybe even turning salt and pepper. And he had glasses. Um, he was a bigger guy, but he had a belly. Like, he had a belly. It's almost like he was wearing, like, an old-school tank top or what we would call a wife beater. And it even had, like, stains and stuff on it. And I see him just stomping through the house and being angry. He probably was an alcoholic. He had something because he was very violent with his family. And um, his anger, he's still there today. I think his whole soul is there today. And he is protective over the house. And this is where me and Emily were talking about. There's multiple male energies and other things that are kind of, like, battling inside the home and now just talking about inside the home not even talking about outside mm -hmm. yeah because the way i described it it was like realms or dimensions stacked on top of each other and the darker thing can you know move between the different realms and dimensions so he yep. can sit lower and while it's stacked on top of the other stuff and he can be in the same place as the others sometimes he doesn't you know kind of react with the others however there are times where he does move up and he'll move level with the other spirits and entities in that space especially he's more multi-dimensional yeah he's very multi-dimensional and you know i feel like when there's a battle between them, he'll come back up to meet them. So, you know, they'll be fighting each other. Yeah. And I think he's the dark things even tainting, but it also that cross validates my vision that I had while we were recording about how it's like layers, like a book. Yeah. If you had to give a visualization to it, you know, the bottom of the book, which technically would be the end of the book, in this term, the end of the book is further back in time. And when you you're able to open the page, you open the first page, we're at the present. Mm -hmm. And going through the book is like going through the energies back in time. And that's the way that I saw it as well. So that's validating mm -hmm. there. But too. it's not even just back in time. It's also in vibration. Yes. 
it leaves an energetic imprint of things that happened previously in time. But time is irrelevant, technically. We're the only measured by the time, by where we are in space. Once you get outside of Earth and you go away from Earth, time completely changes. Yeah, it's not linear. 100%. And the reason I'm saying this is because, giving the listener an example of how we're trying because it's really hard sometimes to give descriptive terms on how we're perceiving information for things that we don't have any scientific evidence about Mm -hmm. or how perception can be different but it's the same i don't know but i hope that all makes sense well the best thing i can think of is like stranger things like when they go into the um what do they call it the upside down yeah when they're in the upside down right everything kind of looks the same but they're just in a darker version of it. And that's how I'm seeing it. And yes. some things are slightly different, but not too different to where you, it's it looks exactly the same. There's just a few things that may be either out of place or older or newer. Yes. Yeah. And that's the darker. That's just that's the first part. Mm-hmm. As you keep going deeper, it gets darker and darker. And you're right. Um, that's how like when I do my walkthroughs and depending on what I'm what I'm seeing at the time and where it's at, the darker it is and the less material things exist. Mm -hmm. It's like the darker, the deeper you go, the less there is, the more darkness it is. And then it just gets down to like the bare bones of the house with no furniture, nothing. It's really strange. Mm -hmm. It's giving me painting like inspiration, not going to (laughs) lie. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, um, yeah, inside the house, I would say there is residual energy for sure. Oh, yeah. Inside the house, um, there is the two men at the very least. And uh, there's probably more here, honestly. These are just, this is just what we saw. Well, don't even forget about the haunted doll. Right. You got the haunted doll. So that's another energy that's being brought in. Um, And we actually show videos, a a short video clip of that. And you can go, actually, guys, if you're interested, the the video again and the audio is a little different. So you can always go to YouTube and check that out. And while you're there, please leave us a like and subscribe if you don't mind, because we are trying to get monetized because we actually want to go visit the Hensdale house and do a recording and a video there. So if you guys would like to see me and Emily do that, be sure to head over to YouTube and hit that subscribe button too. Sorry, shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but um, inside the house. So we got the two men. We have tons of residual energy. We have the dark thing. And then we have this extension that Emily saw of the dark thing. That's like a, cloud of purpley and black ectoplasm or something it's miasma <laughs> it's energy miasma mm-hmm. my asthma in the motherfucking house <laughs> <laughs> if you have asthma you don't want to be somewhere with my asthma because your asthma is going to trick my trip asthma up. yeah <laughs> And so, um, but I am picking up a female, again, a female energy that was there. There was a strong feminine presence in that house and she left a psychic imprint there. So that's what I'm getting. We also have portals. So I saw, I see the black portal in the floor upstairs in the large bedroom where the closet opening is that a lot of people do Estes methods and it literally goes down to the bottom floor. You know what song just, that just popped in my head. What's that? take my breath away take my breath away i don't know how it goes some people report actually having problems breathing and different sensations um i'm feeling it now (laughs) 
that, yeah, that Mo in the video that we did on YouTube, um, he had his hand grabbed. It was tingly. Like there's a lot of touching and things moving and unexplained knocks and stuff like that in the house. Um, hey, Lamp Fam, we have some exciting news to share. We've teamed up with the owner, Daniel Class, of the infamous Haunted Hensdale House in Hensdale, New York, to help support the ongoing restoration efforts of this iconic location. We believe in the value that the Hensdale House has offered to the paranormal research teams around the country and want to ensure that this location will be available to visit for years to come. If you would like to help join the restoration efforts of this iconic location, we ask you to check out their merch store at danielclass.shop slash lights at midnight p or click on the link located in the show's description box below there you can browse through many awesome shirts hoodies accessories autographed posters and much more that you can purchase at a discounted rate but only through our personal link danielclass.shop slash lights at midnight p and use discount code lights at midnight p I assure you, if you're a fan of the paranormal, you do not want to miss out on this opportunity. Again, to help support the restoration efforts of the Haunted Hensdale House and pick up some super awesome merch, follow the link provided and use discount code lights at midnight P to get 10% off the entire order. Join us in our support spooky campaign efforts to help out others in the psychic and paranormal community. So how about let's go outside and talk about what we feel outside. Yeah, there's, well, okay, there's there's a Tulpa situation outside. Well, there's multiple thought forms outside. But, you know, one thing I didn't mention in the video, because I started picking it up towards the end, were the elementals and the dryads that are in the woods because I was talking to them and I was like, so what would you do to cleanse the land? And that's when they were starting to talk to me. So I do know there's elementals there. But um, the white woman is primarily outside. Um, the thought forms, the elementals. And let me see. There's children. Are there? Do we know if there's any um, graves on that land? there is reportedly graves yes there's okay uh, and i think it's I, i'm pretty sure they can't find them though and this is not coming from the video we did this is coming from knowledge so i'm pretty sure of from the past pretty sure they say that there's unidentified burials outside i would imagine so since the land is so old yeah spirits telling me this they're like uh there's unmarked graves out there and some of it has to do with children that um had accidents or died during child they got, or got sick. sick yeah i feel like I, I see that too when you said that i automatically see that there's kids out there that got sick mm -hmm. and i'm hearing like flu like almost like yeah. spanish flu yep pets and there's reported children in uh noises in the house mm -hmm. honestly too they do talk about that in the video well that's more imprints right yeah right and there's a lot and you know the the house has never successfully been cleared, but, you know, one thing that wasn't mentioned in the video we did was the hanging tree outside. And it's a common misconception that there was a pregnant lady um, that, you know, had an illegitimate child and they hung her from this tree. There's no documented evidence that that ever happened, but until this day, you can actually walk up to that tree outside and people hang stuff all over it as like a token 
um, or to put positive energy back in the land, but the trees all twisted and contorted and it's part, it's definitely energetically significant. It's a dryad. Yeah. It's one of the dryads I'm talking to. Oh, (laughs) I didn't know that was a hanging tree. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And this is the one thing that I wasn't going to tell you, like I knew about that I wanted to tell you about specifically on the podcast. (laughs) Oh, okay. I was like, because the tree, (laughs) all right, that makes sense. The tree likes the offerings for sure. Yeah. And um, so that's going on outside. And I think the dark malevolent thing uh, moves inside and outside because I think it come from the outside. I don't think it's home no. is. And I think the portal where this thing portals in and out mm-hmm. there, it's hard to explain because these things come from somewhere else. They're not part of like the earthly realms basically. And this thing definitely is interdimensional. It portals in and out of a location that is outside. I believe personally it's in the woods. And I do believe that over the years they've had to run off people from doing things out in those woods that were ritualistic in my opinion. Okay. So the guy that's sitting in the chair that is interdimensional because that's how I see him. So he's from the land specifically because he's part of like the settlers that first inhabited the land that chased out the natives. Um, and then he claimed that house and he's saying, this is mine, like, because it's part of the land. And he's very like, if you ever have a, a man that dies who is obsessed with a car, but then, you know, they don't cross over and they're still around that car well that's that guy but with the land so everything on that land he's like it's mine this house is mine i don't care that you build a house it's still mine it's on my land yeah yeah and see i didn't pick him up at all i picked up something darker no that's never it's that never i don't think it's alive i don't think it was alive like i think it's the energy from that like it's like the energy of that mentality of it's mine right and because this is it's it's thought for me it's very it's thought for me but it's not a thought form and it's i don't know how else to describe it because remember how i said it's got it's got a ranking system in a hierarchy for those that serve it i'm just saying it's a man because it's got the male energy okay so i thought you were talking about something different no because it's the the guy in the chair is the really dark dark thing that's putting out the miasma and then you have the mr filch guy which is also the guy you saw with the black hair and the cul-de-sac head okay um I'm just going to read you exactly what I wrote down. Mm -hmm. And basically it says the darker energy is coming in. Um, It will, and it has, oh, wait a minute. I don't even know. I channeled this in, so I read it really fast. So basically it has like this particular laugh. It's laughing at me. When I hear them laugh at me, I know they're not living. Uh That's how I told the difference. It does. Uh And um, it was attracted to the daughter Beth's light too. Like, it messed yeah. with her, too. And this this thing messed more with the family, with the Dandy family, in my opinion. And it came in from the land. Um, it has never lived. It roams the land. and um, But it can be called back to the house. So, uh, and it's pulling energy in. It's coming back in for certain paranormal investigators because the amount of energy that is, like, that house is normally quiet. So the land's quiet, the house is quiet, but when paranormal investigators come in, this thing comes back and talks to them because they're 
like dumping EMF everywhere with all the equipment. Yeah. So, and it's being pulled back in. That is, is, and it again, like it being pulled up wherever it wants to reside within this, you know, parameter, it enjoys being there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely is messing with the equipment. Yeah. But and it, stuff it feeds stuff. off of them. That's why he comes back. But also... Yes. Some of these investigators are doing stupid things like playing with the Ouija board to get more activity for them to catch on camera for their content and their viewers. And so right. it's pr- they're pretty much doing things and adding to the already problem. And it's pissing off the stuff that's already inside that are right. more human. And then it's adding like thought forms and whatever else and more negative energy. And that that negative that. I don't know what you want to call it. The really, really dark thing likes that. Yes, it does. And it's fighting. There's already, so this will be a good time to talk about the fighting amongst the house and the land. Mm -hmm. Inside, we kind of already talked about it. There's struggling dominant energies, but outside there is still that residual energy from where the land was fought over before. Mm-hmm. like with the settlers like you were talking about and the indigenous people because i had three indigenous uh individuals come to me and give me the information about um they came in my mind's eye one of them was in charge like a chief mm-hmm. and um that's why there's bad vibes there because of the thought forms that were created to protect the land through their native american practices and stuff to keep themselves protected from even other tribes so it might be both. Like I'm kind of feeling like there was probably a battle for with amongst the native and indigenous people. Then also finally people were moved out when the settlers come in with bullets, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so there's uh, there's there's tension. You could literally like the vibration of the energy that's that's tension is like you could pluck a piano chord. Yeah. it's like and make a and make a tone there's a there's a sound to it i know that sounds crazy but there mm-hmm. is definitely a sound to the tension there people that are really receptive to energy are going to see through these layers and what i would refer to as like these book pages into the past you're going to see it if you're there yeah um and then is there anything else you want to add about uh the land or anything that's entities entities that are haunting the home because if not, we can go ahead and move on to your little excerpt because we want to talk about the house exorcism. Mm-hmm. Just the song. I mean, I put it in the video, but the song that came to mind was like, this land is your land. This land is my land. You better get off. I'll shoot your head off. I got a shotgun and you don't got one. This land was only made for me. Yeah. So basically that's the vibe. <laughs> that's the tension. Yeah. Um, you know, that's there. <laughs> it's like the Hatfields so, and the McCoys. <laughs> right. Right. So really, the last couple things we're going to do before we end this is we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to read a little excerpt from about the preacher. It's very short and like kind of what, uh, briefly about what happened. Um, and then we're going to talk about that, uh, why the exorcism didn't work. Okay. And then we're going to talk about what we feel like could be done to fix the issue if it could be fixed. Mm-hmm. So Emily, do you want to go ahead and read the little excerpt that we have? Sure. I, so this is part of Father Alphonsus's paranormal cases, and this is the one he did at the Hinsdale house. So the Hinsdale house is one of Father Trebold's most famous paranormal cases. 
the dandies moved into the house 1970s which we already know but during the four years that they lived there they experienced many unexplainable paranormal events some of these events included apparitions of multiple people movement of objects unexplainable scents and unexplained sounds the family asked father traveled for help in blessing the house. When the events became unbearable, the family approved the publishing of an article about them in the local Olean Times Herald to try to find more information about the history of the house. However, the article was received with ridicule at the family's expense. Famous psychic Alex Tanis came with Father Tribold to read the energy of the house and claimed that there were seven murders in the house later he revisited the house with students and tried to cleanse the house with father troubled these attempts met with no avail and the family left the house shortly after dun, dun, dun. so i could see that there were killings on the land that could be part of like the angry the anger that's there mm-hmm. i was gonna say like in this article it's saying like one of the biggest misconceptions is that Father Treble performed an exorcism on the house in 1974. There was a cleansing, but not an exorcism, which are two different rites. Furthermore, Father Treble stated that an exorcism is performed on a person where a cleansing is performed on a place, which I honestly don't agree because I feel like you can do an exorcism on a house. Because right, it's a it, it, there's different. Yes, it's a different right within their religion. Yeah. So it's two different procedures, and it's no different than the way that we do the procedures. So I mean, like, you know, they say it was failed. Well, one thing me, me and Emily were talking about is how there's different layers and things that have to be done. Mm-hmm. So they didn't do anything with the land, which is causing. Which is like the source of the issue because the yeah. darker thing, even though it comes to the house, it's attached to the land and it can come in and out freely. And, you know, it, it's talked about that, you know, it helped a little bit for a little while, but it came back and that's why it came back. Like, and if the house shook, it wasn't the house that shook, it was the land that was shaking it. And that's what I was told by Spirit. So, it's, yeah. But also, like, um, yeah, and the portals, and if you don't take care of the portals. Also, they didn't keep it up. They didn't keep up the cleansings. So right. if it worked for a brief time, then I would have kept doing it, but it doesn't look like they kept doing it. Right, because they didn't have the knowledge. Yeah. That's where me and Emily come in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you have to close the energy. You have to fix the energy grids of the land, the energy grids of the house. You have to close portals. I mean, it's it's potential. So since we're talking about that, Emily, what did spirit give you when you connected with the Dryads. land? <laughs> yeah, so they were telling me about like ley lines and things that look like ley lines and meridians of the space and how like earth just like the human body has a similar energy system and you can cleanse them as well like a body however you know because it's the earth you got to do it in different ways so they were showing me like first you have to like when you do a space especially like in a house you gotta like gotta push it out of the house and then they were showing me, like, after it's out of the house, then you push it outwards even more. And then when you do that, you got to 
you can put they were showing me like putting things around the perimeter of the property that'll act as a barrier but there that's why they were stressing that you have to make sure you kick everything out of there before you do that because you can accidentally trap it all in it's kind of like a massive salt circle so that's why it's always important that if you ever do a salt circle that you make sure everything is kicked out before you do it and then they were showing me that um it's kind of like a purification through fire and chastity was making the joke oh they're just saying burn it all down but it's kind of like when you sage or smudge your house they were showing me like a bunch of different like um piles of wood or like campfires around but burning things that'll help purify the area and then they were saying um adding more trees to the land that will help you know nature and the elementals to transmute some of that miasma or negative energy out and make it more positive and I'm trying to think did I miss anything I don't think so. And as you were so. talking, I'm looking up ley lines, ley lines. And it looks like spiritual ley lines are very close. Like the Hensdale house and, and, you know, you'll have to look this up for yourself, guys, if you're interested and you'll just have to kind of see what I'm talking about. If you look up where Hensdale, New York is, and then you look up. Amityville? It, <laughs> Yeah, well, Buffalo, New York has yeah. a ley line going straight through it. And there's one going straight through it one way, like an X, and through the other. Yeah. And it looks like it travels straight through Hensdale, New York, one exactly. of the spiritual ley Exactly, because they were showing So, I, I mean, without going into great detail, yes. And there's tons of ley lines, but this one, this one seems pretty close. It's very, it gives me vibes of Stokes County, North Carolina, where I've yeah. had all my problems. It do, it kind of really does give me that same kind of vibe. Does and that same ley line run through Amityville or is it a different one? I have no idea. There's Amity no way I could, there's no way I could tell from without going further into it. And uh, it's a really blurry picture oh, i was gonna say it's of the whole united states oh i was gonna say do you see long island new york because if it's running through long island new york well there's tons of them there's oh. like just there's a bunch of them and they're they come from different centers on okay. the earth in the earth and one of them definitely does run through there okay um so yeah and i mean honestly it's a highly active place when you go for the inside and you want to cleanse the inside of a home like that it starts off with a clearing and it, it starts off really with the people too. Mm -hmm. So we always recommend, like I'm going to talk about the inside. So we always recommend going in, clearing the house and clearing the people. And it's something that happens every day. You continually do small, we have like big clearings once a week, which would be like, for example, just one way to do that is with sage, or you can do it with like holy or holy water. But the same day you do your big clearing, you have to clear your body too. And you have to do it with intent. Intention's everything. And we're living, therefore we have greater intent with operating within our realm of existence. Then you have to clear the person, which can be with crystals. You can do it with baths. There's all different kinds of ways. And you do your big clearing and then you have your small clearing. Small clearings can be like lighting an incendiary day, lighting a white candle, and just doing and cleaning the house, certain things with intent. But this is something that would have to be upkept. Also, for a place like this, you would have to have a professional um, medium come in that can actually connect with the energy in the home and be able to close out any portals, any doorways, 
and repair the energy grids by doing so. Um, and that would have to be done 100% for sure. And the people is, if there's nobody living in the house, it wouldn't be that big of a deal, but it's something that would have to be done on a weekly basis, big time. And it would have to be done with whoever was staying there, living there, spending the most time there and then done, you know, with that and the drumming outside, like, you know, that brings back like the positive native energies and the elementals mm -hmm. to the land. Oh, the yeah. dark thing. Yeah, and the dark thing that is portaling in and out, it's tainting stuff around there too. And you have mm -hmm. constant paranormal activity. Like, obviously, paranormal activity and stuff will dissipate when you start to clear. But having people come in and out and do investigations is constantly open. It's like, I'm literally in my mind's eye, I'm seeing a rip in, yeah. like, the grid. And it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's just going to continue to grow. Um, we know that's not necessarily the intentions here, but we just wanted to kind of throw it out there, mm -hmm. you know, that I think this place isn't too far gone yet, but would it be challenging to clear? I think so, personally. Yeah. Um, it would be hard. I forgot to add. It, I was going to say, I, just finishing, um, it would, it would be possible, but not a hundred percent, um perfect like it would have to be something done in unison and that's all i was really going to say yeah i forgot about the frequency stuff like when you were saying drumming if you do frequency healing along with everything i said plus what you were saying chas that'll be a big help too yeah 100 percent. It, it's like getting getting because i don't even know how to explain it because again now they're talking to me they're saying like and, like the nature around there operates at a specific frequency and it's like that rice experiment too or the um mm -hmm. the plant experiment where you talk to it and you say nice things to it it'll grow instead of wither and like it's the same thing with the frequency healing it'll help with transmuting that stuff right right yeah. Yeah, there's there's things that could be done. This isn't a place that I would say is too far gone, but is it working towards being too far gone? Yes. And mm -hmm. um, another thing is like the house is being taken over by bugs. Like there's a bee infestation, and that's part of the reason. Um, somewhere in this podcast, a little ways before you you would have heard that you know we are affiliates with them, and they are trying to. We want to support the restoration efforts because you know there is things that can be learned from this house and you know as much as i like to see earthbound spirits crossover and all that kind of stuff if we want to continue to learn about the paranormal i think there is a proper place and time for paranormal investigation but i will say this the earthbound spirits are angry and fed up with it yeah yeah and i will i mean that's just being honest but it's a, yeah but at the same time it is a edu it is educational because without this kind of stuff then we wouldn't learn you know, so I think that's important to say. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Emily, do you have anything else you want to add? Nope. Alrighty. Well, yeah, that's pretty much our conclusion. It's definitely haunted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's ghosts there and uh, something that's never breathed. And uh, yeah, definitely, guys. And it's actually very inexpensive in my in my opinion to go compared to other places to go and you spend the night there too like you don't have Ooh. to leave i think you can get there at 7 p.m and you don't have to leave till 10 a.m so that's what me and emily want to do okay. uh if you want to <laughs> see us do that again you can always show us some support by 
watching and subscribing to our YouTube channel. Um, and yeah, we're maybe even trying to do some other things to start getting money together to go provide other types of content. Hey, Chelsea, yeah. I have an idea. You can sleep on the inside and I'll camp in the woods. Okay. Yeah, you're <laughs> going to get eaten by a bear. It's fine. <laughs> yep. The Hall of the Dryads will come to save you. I know. We're friends already. <laughs> <laughs> They'll dogpile. Like, not Emily. It'll be like a bunch of Groots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll cover you. Mm-hmm. But no, there's a bedroom downstairs, too, that um, don't get talked about as much, I've noticed, in some of the paranormal investigations. But I call dibs on that one. Somebody else can sleep upstairs. Not me, because I'll be in the woods. <laughs> yep. All right, we'll have to get a camera, a cameraman. I got one. I know. <laughs> He's already looking at renting cameras for his thing. Nice. Yeah. Alrighty, guys. Well, I guess that wraps up this episode. And until next time, hasta la pasta. Peace out. Girl Scout. Tits. Hey, if you have a haunted story you want to share, you can email us at lights at midnight podcast at gmail.com. Get in touch with us there. We'd love to hear from you. We really appreciate y'all uh, hanging around and checking it out. And yeah, thank you so much. We are super excited to bring you some super awesome content. We really appreciate you guys checking us out. Thank you to all that took the time to listen to this week's episode. Your support means the world to us. And remember, all of us have the ability to shine brightly and shed positivity, even in the darkest of places. Stay safe, stay well, and light it up.